Nightlife with Philip Clark on ABC Radio. The safety of women on university campuses has always been a serious issue. Tonight in Nightlife True Crime, we are revisiting the case of Annette Morgan. Annette was murdered in 1977. Her body was found on St Paul's Oval on the campus of the University of Sydney. She'd been walking from a nearby suburb of Glebe to a university college called St Paul's to visit a friend. To this day, the murder is a cold case. Just who killed Annette Morgan? Joining us now is the co-host of Australia's True Crime podcast, Emily Webb. Emily, good evening. Welcome back to Nightlife. Thank you. It's lovely to be back. Great to have you with us. Tell me about Annette Morgan. She was a student at the University of Sydney, but had left three weeks earlier to train as a radiologist at the Royal Newcastle Hospital, hadn't she? Yeah, that's right. I When I stumbled across this quite a few years ago when I first wrote about it, there wasn't much except for in the original newspaper articles, but Annette had moved back to Newcastle, where she was from, to study radiology. And she was back in Sydney visiting a friend in Glebe, and then she was off to visit a friend in St Paul's College, which is a all-male college at Sydney University. I believe it's still that way. And she was off in the morning to go and, and drop in and see them. Mm. She was, uh, she was. That's right. As you say, at the Royal Newcastle Hospital, she wasn't. She was. It was just a brief visit back to Sydney, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah, it was just going back just to stay the night with a girlfriend in Glebe and then she was going to go and see this male friend and, yeah, it was just a fleeting visit, really. Mm. Yeah, now, just to give people who are not familiar with a a lie of the land here, the University of Sydney is, of course, in in pretty much the centre of Sydney. Glebe is an inner city, inner western suburb of Sydney, right next door to the university, isn't it? And traditionally, traditionally been a place where a lot of students lived and so on. Yeah. Uh, and the route she took from Glebe through Sydney University to St Paul's, because the University College was was in the middle of the campus. You, you, well, I suppose you could drive there in theory, but yeah, she she walked, and this was a a popular shortcut, wasn't it? Tell me about the yeah. route, the route she took. Yeah, so really from where her friend's house was in Glebe to the college, it was about two and a half k's, which you know, she's young, she's eighteen, mm. um, you know, you can walk that pretty comfortably. Um, even if she was a bit slower, I'd, I'd, I'd noted in the articles that she, you know, was dressed in the fashions of the time. So had those kind of platform cork kind of wedges in. So hmm. maybe it took a little bit longer, but yeah, she took a, a route that loads of people took. You sort of cut through, um, a gate and a fence and, you know, it was maybe a bit secluded in bits, but yeah, you, there was a, a gate and the fence people cut through and it was a, a thoroughfare. Now she was walking you know, early in the morning at around 7.15am, she left the place in Glebe that she'd stayed at and then she was en route, you know, to to meet the friend at St Paul's College. At 7.15am in the morning? Yes. Okay, so it was early. Yeah, it was early. So, you know, she may have, I don't know, may have taken her half an hour, 40 mm. minutes to walk two and a half k's. Mm. But then tragically, of course, she was found dead. She'd been murdered on the Oval. Which Oval was it? So I believe it was the oval that connected uh, the colleges. So there was a big oval at the university and that's where St Paul's College was like, say, over the other side of the oval. Mm -hmm. And she was probably most likely on the other side of it as she was coming through the route that she walked, the cut through, to then cross over the oval to get to the college, which is what people did. Mm. How was she killed? Do we know? 
well, it was particularly brutal. And she mm. was found by a man who was walking across the Oval, probably doing a similar route to what she was. It was about 10 to 10 in the morning. So she may have been there for a little while, an hour or so, but she was basically bashed to death. Mm. Um extremely brutal. Police didn't find any evidence of a weapon being used. So they believe that the the perpetrator used their fists and she had been sexually assaulted. And, and also there was an attempt to strangle her. So it was completely horrific, mm. very violent. Yeah, horrendous. Horrendous. Her, 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 more, her murder was brought into the mainstream, the issue of women's safety on campus, didn't it? And there was a real sense of panic in the community. Um, yeah. Um, how did police go about trying to find the killer? Well, they put out an identikit, you know, back in the day, if you look at old newspapers or things where they sort of put together elements of photos. There was some people suggesting they saw a man around who had a kind of wonky, broken-looking nose. Um, you know, the, I've seen the identikit. It, it, it's kind of nondescript. I mean, the fashion at the time for men um, was, you know, maybe shoulder length hair. So it was like longer hair, um, facial hair, but yeah, a prominent nose. And they put out, you know, calls for information to the public. They'd put out a reward. You know, I think it was $50,000 at some stage, which was a lot of money. And yeah, they just didn't really get much cut through. They did interview some people, but yeah, nothing really came of it. But the big thing that did come out of it was the the anger from female students at the mm. time at Sydney, but also around other universities. Mm. Tell me about that. I mean, there was a lot of advocacy for more security on campus. I mean, this is in the late 70s. So we're, we're before the, uh, the, the age of CCTV cameras, aren't we? Yeah, absolutely. So it sparked a big outcry from welfare, from the welfare officers at universities, women's offices, which I'm not sure if they still have those at universities, but that was a role that was prominent in the 70s and 80s and probably 90s. They were saying things like, you know, there's poor lighting, the grass was long around um, the oval and the campus that needs to be cut. You know, um, women were like protesting. They were going to the university saying we need more safety measures. And at a stage, there was actually, um, you know, security officers escorting women to like their cars or through, you know, through the grounds of the university. Um, but it did raise a lot of advocacy from university students and women's groups and also about, I guess, the the behaviour of men towards women, that a lot of women on universities, and it still happens, um, you know, would report that they were, you know, sexually harassed or worse by um, the male students at university campuses. Mm. There was also, that's right, there was also a lot of criticism of the way that campuses were poorly lit and mm. uh, not, 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 not patrolled at all. And did it lead to any changes? Yeah, look, it did. Um, there was a minibus service that started um, and it operated at 20-minute intervals at Sydney University throughout the grounds to transport women from like the library to bus stops, car, park at, car parks and colleges. And there was better lighting and also um, they had gatekeepers at the main gates and also they had phones placed around the campus that had a direct line to security, a 24-hour security um office. So they were some of the things that happened. Mm. 
In May 1978, this is seven months after after the murder, the Sydney Morning Herald reported a man had been questioned by homicide detectives. Yeah. Uh, but nothing much seems to have come of it, did it? No, no. And the details are really scant, you know, when you look around um, at, at old, at the archives. Nothing came of that, um, you know, any leads really came to nothing. So it kind of became, poor Annette, her case kind of became a bit of the too hard basket. Um, but interestingly, um, one of the two officers who was initially assigned to the inquiry, actually Roger Rogerson, who we know and I think New South Wales listeners will know very well, is disgraced. I mean, mm. he was completely corrupt and, poss- well, he's in jail for murder. So that didn't really bode well for poor Annette really, but um, I don't know were, were there not too many people around. It just seems like her case is just... You know, it's too hard. And and I did notice a reference to an article from 2007. There really wasn't much that that they they think that, you know, evidence mm. to do with Annette's case was actually lost long ago, which, which happens with cases, you know, when facilities move boxes, you know, sometimes floods happen, fires. So I don't know if this will ever be solved. Um, mm. So is it officially? I mean, it's not still open the investigation. I presume um, is it, or is it, a, or has it just been labelled a cold case? Well, I think it's been labelled a cold case. But look, my understanding is that when I've spoken to police, they never close a case. Mm. Like no case is closed if it's not been solved. So potentially, you know, if we're talking, we don't know the age of the the perpetrator, but potentially there's still someone around who murdered yeah. Annette, maybe they're dead. But it's it's really tragic that, you know, her family have never found out and this young woman who was 18 and, you know, as, look, it's a, you know, bit, bit um, trite to say her whole life ahead of her, but she really did. Like, mm, I mean, exactly. she was young and had exactly. it all ahead of her. Yeah, Nina, yeah, Nina Fennell is a rape survivor herself and she's written quite a bit about sexual assault on university campuses across Australia, hasn't she? Tell me yes. a bit about her work. Yeah, well, Nina is um, amazing. She She's um, spoken about her own sexual assault on a university campus. She was, I think, going from some exams and she, she has advocated for a long time for ending rape on university campuses, but also she was um, part of starting the campaign let her speak, let us speak, which of course Grace Tane was, you know, a, a big, um, uh, a big name in that who was, um, they overturned laws to allow rape um, survivors, sexual assault survivors to tell their story. There was an archaic law in like Tasmania and I think in the Northern Territory. So that really changed things. But Nina um, got in contact with me, I think after I published one of my books that had Annette's case in it and we chatted about it because she was really interested in the aspect that, you know, back in the 1970s, this happened, you know, things hadn't really improved that much. She didn't feel with safety and she actually reported an exclusive for news.com.au. I'm not sure if I'm allowed to say that, but anyway, um, might have to cut that out. She reported um, about there still being a really misogynistic culture at St. Paul's College. Now, St. Paul's College is still a male college. It's the oldest college, I believe, in Australia. That's where yeah, people go and live in. And there was a Facebook group um, where where students were talking in really gross terms about women and and sex and you know, like tips for young men 
to be rescued after a one night stand posted had at the stage she saw it about a hundred likes. And mm. so really it, it speaks to that. There's still some entrenched um, misogyny and sexism sure, in, in, in institutions. Yep. All right. Good to talk. Emily Webb has been our guest and the death of Annette Morgan, the murder of Annette Morgan, still unsolved after all these years. Emily, thanks for, thanks for your time. Thank you so much, Philip, and I hope maybe some listeners have some information. You never know. You've been listening to a Nightlife podcast. For more great conversations about the issues that impact you, as well as features on travel and food, head to the Nightlife webpage. You'll find it at abc.net.au slash nightlife. You don't need to be a night owl to enjoy the nightlife.